You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 58 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Just recently, I hit my three-year anniversary at my current church, Britwood Baptist. Now, honestly, I'm kind of surprised I've lasted three years. I don't mean that because I thought I would get fired. I just mean that that I didn't think I was going to be that long at a church. Um, however, I spent three years and I've enjoyed majority of my time there. And I thought I would take some time to kind of reflect a little bit on what I've learned in my time coming from the corporate world to the church world. And hopefully to give you some insight on if you are making a transition in from one environment into the church world or you're just starting uh in the church world environment, but specifically the church communications environment, just some things you need to think through and some hurdles that you're probably are going to have to get over um, and some barriers you have to break through in order to get the work done. Now, previously I spent 12 years before I came to Brentwood at Lifeway Christian Resources. Uh, I served as a creative director there. Uh, I ran, uh, ran the creative for all the visual media Um in terms of the video aspect of it for their resource division. So I served and ran the creative team for that. And eventually after talking to my pastor, I uh, decided to jump over and try my hand at church communications. Um, this being my first stint at a church. So initially, as you can tell, like that's a huge leap just in order, in order as you can go from corporate to church world. But there's some other things that honestly, I just didn't know I was going to encounter. Some are good. And some are things we're still working through. Uh, the first thing is this, is that one of the things I did not know when I came into church church work is that there is a really huge learning gap um, in terms of, actually, I knowledge gap is probably a better way to describe it, knowledge gap with most ministers and most communication techniques that are out there. Um, I was pretty blessed to be in an environment where majority of my coworkers in the corporate world had a really good grasp on majority of the tools that we worked with in terms of communication, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, at that point, it was really Twitter and Facebook, but Facebook pages, um, how to coordinate messages across multiple streams, uh, consistent stories, those type of things was very, very easy for, for us to really do very quickly um, and do well for that matter. Um, that was a bit of a leap when it came to the to the church world. I didn't realize how far behind. And again, I'm not disparaging anybody's character or anything like that. These are wonderful people. But I didn't realize that how far behind they were on a lot of that because honestly, it was never asked or never required of them from a, a, from a formal standpoint. Um, and a lot of things is, is that one of the things I also found out was that for a lot of ministers, they still approach, to this day, they still approach communications as if it's this service area or this person or this thing. They just hand something to and say, hey, you go promote X, not realizing that they themselves could promote it through their own channels and probably more effectively than we can because more people will associate a face than a generic account uh, with a promotion. So for example, it would be VBS. A If you're children's ministers active on social media, they'll probably actually do a better job promoting VBS in the church world just for the fact that somebody can associate somebody's face with the event itself versus a generic church account. And those, again, those are one of the things I just honestly 
thought would be the thing that everybody would kind of just pick up on. And it's not always the case. In this day, I'm still having to do a lot of educating for our ministers on that. The other thing, the second thing is, is that I didn't realize that in the church world, success, the scorecard, if you will, for success is very different than in the corporate world. In the corporate world, you know, at the end of the day, it's about revenue. Did we grow year over year growth, um, top line revenue, uh, net, you know, revenue, all those type of things. Those are the easy to define markers. You know, we're doing good because we're making more money. In the church world, it's really defined by three different things. It's either the cash on hand, okay? In other words, how much money are we bringing in? The attendance, how many people are in the pews? And sometimes it's defined by, are we in a building campaign and how big are our buildings? And are we building more buildings? So I think it's, you know, it's cab, cash, attendance, building. Um, And so while those are three obviously easy things to score how communications plays into those things is a little different and a little odd so if, when you have a ministry come to you and say i want to promote this in the corporate world if i had a business unit say hey we want to promote this x product we'd simply say well how much revenue is it bringing in it's going to bring in this amount of revenue okay well then we can do x amount of promotion for it it was very easy very black and white to define when you're in church world, it's very different when you have a ministry come to you and they say, and you say, great, how many people are actually going to attend the event? How many actually people are in your ministry? And those are hard things to really kind of make black and white for a lot of people because they just don't understand. Uh, and that's one of things you just got to educate them on. Um, in fact, I had that conversation last week with another ministry of like, okay, we know you want this, but do you realize how much is actually really going to cost us in terms of man hours? Those are the type of things that you have to do that aren't nearly as black and white as they are in the corporate world uh, as the is in, in the church world they're not nearly as black and white the third thing is that you have to have your leadership's buy-in from day one um, I did when I walked in the door so I have a senior pastor who fully believes in the online and digital I don't have to do any convincing with him and after talking to numerous people who are in church communications and my friends who I've got to network and build relationships with over the last three years, I'm surprised how many of them don't have that. They don't have a pastor or leadership that is completely bought into what they're doing. So if you are in this position and you're doing this, you have to have leadership bought in. And that may be one of those things where you have to go back and, and, and try again. It may be one of those things where if you're considering going to a church maybe taking a position doing this, if the leadership isn't really 100% bought in, you may want to rethink doing that work because it's going to make your work so much more difficult if leadership um, isn't bought in. So again, if leadership is bought in, it's easier for me to go to my pastor and go, I need you to do this Facebook video. I need you to tweet this. I need you to do this because he gets it. He's like, all right, I need you to do Periscope. Uh, We're going to do Facebook Live. Totally is there, totally 100% like, yep, we need to do this. So that's really important that you get that leadership buy-in. The fourth thing is that this is a 24-7 job. One of the things that when you come from the corporate world is that a lot of times it's not solely 9 to 5, but it's a fairly 9 to 5 type environment. There's a point where you can shut the laptop off and you kind of get a breakaway. You can kind of just kind of rest. The weekends are kind of your thing. Um, in church world, it's not so much the case because it's a 24-7 type of deal because there's always something going on at some place with the church, a small group, an event something's going on all the time. So that means you have to come up with your own barriers by which you say, okay, the church is going to get X amount of my time here, here, and here, but you have to develop your own barriers in order to make yourself kind of thrive. It took me a while. It took me about six to seven months for me to kind of figure out what my groove was going to be 
Um, and then I kind of got to steam in it. Okay, this is what my schedule is actually really going to look like. But it honestly took me about six to seven months to kind of figure that out because I just didn't know um, what it was going to – the whole thing was going to entail. And once I kind of figured out a groove, like, okay, this is exactly what is going to be required of me. So the next thing, number five – Everybody thinks they're an expert in your job. Now, granted, anywhere you work, you're always going to deal with people that think they're an expert in your job. But I specifically, I really find it interesting that when you're in church communications, especially in terms of video, everybody thinks they're an expert in video. And so I don't mean that, again, to disparage anybody, but it's one of those things where you just have to learn to be tough-skinned about it because everybody's going to think they can do your job or they've got some kid uh, that, that thinks they can do their job better than you, like their, their nephew can shoot the video better than you can, or so-and-so's church Facebook page is better than yours. Whatever it is, understand, somebody's always going to think that they can do the job better than you, they know the job better than you, or guess what? There's a church down the road that can do the job better than you. Understand that, I think I've, I think I've written this before, actually on the blog, this is like a game of golf. The only person you're competing against is yourself. So take a deep breath, Compete against yourself and just try to get better each day. But you got to be a little tough skin because people are going to come at you. And they don't try to be mean, but the reality of it is, is it's the nature of the beast. And again, people think a lot of times they can do your job better than you can or they know the job better than you do. Number six, there are a lot of companies out there who are trying to make a lot of money off of churches. Now, it sounds like I'm throwing shade at, at, at companies that um, genuinely want to try to help the church. And that's... Not the case. There are wonderful, wonderful companies and people that I've got to deal with who are phenomenal people who in the day really want to help the church. But there are a lot of companies that honestly see dollar signs. Um, I've had the privilege of working with people like the people at Faith Made, um, the people at that church conference, which I'm speaking at, um, Justin Dean and Van. Those guys are, I really think at the end of the day, after having a long conversation with both of them, um, and the people who are faith made, they really genuinely want to do right by the church. Uh, they really want to help and their heart is in the right place. However, I have dealt with other organizations where I thought at the end of the day, you're just trying to make a quick buck off of the church. Um, and the problem is, is that a lot of churches don't have any clue that's what's going to happen. They'll get a cold call email, a cold call. They'll get a, a cold email that says, Hey, we did analysis of your website and you need to improve X, Y, and Z call us immediately today and we get it fixed for you. Or, um, they say that they've got an awesome mobile strategy that will increase X, Y, and Z. And, and, and while some of that may be true to a certain degree, the reality is, is it's certain to a certain degree it's a little predatory because they're preying on the people who don't know any better and haven't had the time to do research. And so therefore they're insisting that what they're going to offer you is the best thing when the reality of it is it's not always the case. And so I'm not going to call anybody out. But let's just say I've had my fair share of cold calls and cold emails in the last three years from companies that I either thought, A, you don't know what you're talking about, or B, this, if I didn't know what I know, I would totally fall for what you're saying. And so they're out there. So be forewarned. There are people out there who claim to be experts, consultants, and companies who at the end of the day just want the money. And that's just hard, but that's the reality of working in church communications. So those are the things that I've learned over the last three years. Um, I continue to uh, love what I do um, and love what, why I get to do what I do and, and, and all those reasons. So it's been really super fun for me. Um, so that's kind of the last three years. It's kind of been a bit of a whirlwind and we'll, who knows what the next three years will look like. 
One last thing before we jet today, there's a new podcast coming with Katie and I. I know I announced it a few weeks ago. Katie Allred and I are working on a new podcast. I think it's going to be called The Church Communications Podcast. I'm not sure. We're, we're kind of tweaking the name a little bit, I think. Uh, we are booking guests as I speak. I've nailed down one guest, and I've got to nail down two or three more so we can go ahead and start recording. But be on the lookout for that. And I may slip that into this podcast feed as kind of like a, hey, here's a teaser episode. And then eventually it should have its own podcast episode for you, and you can check it out hopefully in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for listening. If you got a question for me, head over to askdaryl.com. That's A-S-K-D-A-R-E-L.com. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. If you want to subscribe, hit us up on iTunes or now on Android Play, or actually Google Play, excuse me, if you're on an Android device. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to askdaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to askdaryl.com.